you don't learn the title industry just by pressing buttons. Right. <laughs> just, exactly. It doesn't, doesn't happen. Recruiting and training in the title industry is difficult for many title companies and law firms. The pool of talent is shallow and growing concerns over the exodus of experienced title searchers and processors deemed the silver tsunami has many worried that the pool will shrink even more. After all, it's not like many children say they want to grow up to be title agents. So what's the industry to do? I spoke with Robin Morgan, operations manager and closing agent, about the struggles of finding, training, and retaining talent in the title industry. She reached out to me via email after reading our State of the Title Industry report, and I asked her if she'd be interested in sharing her experiences with me. Robin was happy and willing to hop on a call to talk about her experience training and working with incoming professionals, what we need to do to make them successful, and how reliance on technology could be the downfall of the whole transition. We also had a glitch during this call. Unfortunately, it dropped, and when we picked back up, the second part of the conversation didn't record. But the first half was packed with some great tips that I wanted to share it with you anyway. Here's my interview with Robin. Um, before we get started with the, the questions, I wanted to ask um, if you would go ahead and just introduce yourself, uh, tell me how long you've been in the title industry and what your mm -hmm. current role is. Sure. Um, my name is Robin Morgan, and I am the operations manager for Estes and Kennedy Law Office. I have been a title agent for 27 years, and I am versed in residential and commercial closing transactions. Prior to that, I've, have, I've got experience in training, so I taught as an instructor at our uh, real estate school in Knoxville called Trees Real Estate School. I was a director for a large agency for a while um, where I taught new real estate agents through an acceleration class called Launch. I did a little bit of everything, so I'm pretty versed in, in the arenas of this industry as a whole, not just in title, but I've, done, I've been on the lending side. I sold real estate for a little bit. Um, I was selling real estate when a, a title attorney in Nashville, Brentwood, actually sought me out to help run his operations in the title business, and I was very fortunate at that time. I was still pretty young, so he mentored me quite a bit and, and trained me up, which, you know, took quite some time because you don't learn this business and, you know, there's a misconception that you can be taught this business in a month mm -hmm. or so, and that's, that's simply not the case. Really? Is that really something you hear pretty often, that it's easy to pick up? Uh, yeah, especially this day and time. Um, I, I, I kind of get tickled when, uh, you know, when, you're, when you onboard new people and, you know, they say, oh, I, I know I can, I can do that or, you know, I can, I can learn that in no time. And I think for the most part, and I think I had actually made that statement in the reply when you guys posted the state of the title industry, you know, and it's in today, in today's market that, you know, I think for the most part, as far as, as the mechanics are concerned in the title business and the way that we have, you know, simplified by, you know, automation technology and progressing into, into the ability for this, for the new technology, the new platforms, closing platforms to be more fluid. Yeah. I think, um, they they can kind of get that component of, of of the job role if you're a processor or if you're a transaction coordinator or if you're a closing agent. I think you can get the mechanics part down pretty easily because they have made the software so 
easy to maneuver through and to learn, but you don't learn the title industry just by pressing buttons. Right. <laughs> just, exactly. It doesn't, doesn't happen. So um, that's just one of the things that that I find that a lot of people, especially our younger generation that's, that's coming into the industry, that you can get to come in the industry. One of the things that we find in our market and in a larger market too is that um, they don't want to stay in it because it's stressful. It's a stressful industry. So a lot of our younger generation come into it. They come into it with a lot of optimism, and that's great and wonderful. But then they they quickly find out that there's there's a lot of moving parts and there's a lot of personalities that you have to deal with. And I find that our younger generation just they don't they don't like that. They don't like to communicate that way. They want to text. Yeah. They want to email. <laughs> yeah, that's that's interesting to me because I do feel like um, one of the issues I think I hear a lot about is communication issues, lack of communication mm. or miscommunication. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because as yeah. the the coordinator of the closing, you know, a lot is expected of you, the title agent, but you still have to get those important documents from the lender, from the real estate agent, from the home buyer and seller, and so people mm-hmm. are like expecting you to move things forward when you're still delayed because of those important pieces that you're waiting on from mm-hmm. other parties. And so that, that seems to be a really big pain point of the, the clients that I speak to. Mm-hmm. Um, and you mentioned um, in the email uh, when you were uh, referring to the state of the industry report, you talked about you know, communicating the why of title to young professionals. Mm-hmm. How, how do you do that as a manager um, in, in your role? What do you try and instill in new recruits? Or I guess, how do you try and prevent people from leaving? How do you really prepare them for what to expect? <laughs> and, and that's, you know, that's, that's, that's getting harder again as as we start to bring you know younger newer people into this industry because again you know i've been in this for 27 years and you know i've been able to hone my craft in the title industry over that course of time and it's taken a lot of that time to actually learn the whys of of why we why do we require this from a client or why do we have to curate their their title to their property, you know, that, that stuff again, that, you know, you don't learn how to, how to get or or teach people how to do that. Because here's the thing that I find a lot of times too, with our younger generation that's coming into this industry is their frustration level or their tolerance to stress is, is limited. Mm -hmm. Their, Their threshold of stress is is limited and so I find that they quickly decide whether they want to stay in this industry or if they don't and they don't really give it a, a, a real good opportunity for them to start learning and because there's a light bulb that really has to come on and it takes a while for one to get their head fully around why we make requirements to our our commitments, why we make exceptions or take exclusions to policy matters, um, or, or just the, the very essence of, well, why do we need to, I had an agent tell me yesterday, and my, I was mind boggled, they were like, 
well, why didn't the banker reach out to the seller? Why do they think it's my responsibility? And I'm like, well, why would you think the banker would want to talk to the seller? They don't represent the seller. Mm. You know what I mean? So I think, I think, you know, to answer, you know, the question of, you know, how do, how do we keep our team properly trained when, you know, we're dealing with, especially in our peak season months, which usually starts here in March, kind of trickles down in September and picks back up a little bit before the end of the fourth quarter or the end of the year. But I think there's a twofold answer to that. I think one of the things that you have to do, and if you st- and if agencies have that opportunity to have seasoned agents still on staff, is there has to be a definite oversight of the work and the products that are being produced. I think it's also very important that when you're engaging new staff members that they they need to be mentored. They need to participate in the webinars that are being offered through like the American Land Title Association or even through the underwriters in which they're underwriting policies for, like, you know, um, Old Republic or, you know, First American, as well as we try to, you know, put our new staff members into the seminars that are available. Um, and, and there's a definite need always to be recruiting uh, seasoned or experienced team leads to, you know, assist in the aspects of um, assisting training and, and following up and reviewing. Um, we here at our law firm, we don't let any commitments or policies go out of here until they've been attorney reviewed. Um, mm. And I think it's just important for liability. Um, because we are a risk mitigating company, every title insurance company, um, homeowners insurance company, any type of insurance industry that's in the industry, that's what we do. We want to lessen our risk and you can't always mitigate it down to zero, but you get it darn near as close to zero as you possibly can because you don't want to, you don't want, you know, claims to arise from, from negligence, um, is a lot a lot of agencies smaller agencies especially cannot take claim um claims uh that are that could possibly put them out of business right yeah do you do you feel like there are enough resources available i know every state's a little different and perhaps your um mm-hmm. state land title association offers a lot of resources for educating and training your staff but do you feel like it's adequate i I feel like when I do research on certain topics within in the industry, it's really hard to access free things. A lot of things mm-hmm. are behind a paywall. So what do you think about that, that sort of thing? I think you're correct about that. It is behind a paywall. And so I think, again, you know, when I refer back to the smaller agencies, it's it's hard for them as a cost measure to send their entire staff or to pay for their staff to go to the seminars that are offered by, you know, either our Tennessee Land Title Association that's here in Tennessee um, or to put them into webinars that, you know, usually are available. Do I think we have adequate training available as an industry as a whole? No, I don't think we do. I think we're, where we're falling short and where we will fall short is our reliance upon the technology, our reliance upon the underwriter doing our jobs for us now, such as, 
a lot of title agencies have gone to allowing their underwriters to provide the commitments now or to do their policies for them as a way or a means of, of helping them because they, they can't keep up with the demand. It's, it's a catch-22 mm-hmm. where you don't have knowledgeable, trained, experienced staff, so you have to rely upon either your underwriter or a third party that's producing your commitments for you, that's com- that's you know producing your policies for you. But I think it's going to come to the point to where is the underwriter just going to completely take over and the agencies are just going to then be absorbed by the underwriters um, because you cannot find or there won't be. And then the underwriters are going to be faced with the problem of they're not going to have adequate enough resources available to train the staff that they need to bring on to handle the work that the agencies can't handle. PropLogix is driven by the notion that a closing agent's time is important but limited. To learn about our full suite of time-saving services like lien searches, release tracking, and tax searches, visit proplogix.com backslash services. Now, back to Title Talks. We've had conversations about this because we are offering preliminary title commitments to um, select regions in the United States Mm -hmm. right now. And we know that that's a bit of, like you were saying, a catch-22 because obviously these are preliminary title commitments that we're preparing. They're not meant to be um, considered a full examination Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's supposed to be, you know, sort of the roadmap that the title agent uses to then um, cure whatever needs to be cured on the, the, the property and then issue a, a marketable title after that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's always a question, I know, a lingering question of whether or not all the necessary steps are being taken by every agent who are outsourcing these title searches or these preliminary title commitments. And what does that mean for their relationship with the underwriter? Um, what does that mean for the quality of work that's being produced in the industry? It is something that, you know, we're, we're offering as a way, like you said, to try and mitigate costs and, and help our clients. But uh, obviously, we, we do care a lot about, you know, that, that policy being issued properly at the end of the day, too. So right. it's, it's a tough spot to be in. And yeah, there's a lot of changes happening in the industry with technology. Mm-hmm. I know that a lot of the larger underwriters have access to platforms that you know independent agencies don't have the money to mm-hmm. to put into those resources, and so it's a, it's a question of you know I think also um, competitiveness and what was available to consumers as well. So there's a lot going on right now um, that's I think up in the air, and it's definitely um, I think smaller agencies are feeling that pinch, and they will because they don't have you know, they don't have the resources available to, you know, to, to afford, you know, the cost. I, I remember when I first got into the industry that it was so busy. It was right before the housing market crash, which was around 2007. But prior to that, we had such a volume of business that was going on that, a lot of the attorney-owned agencies or a lot of the 
we had a lot of title agencies springing up here in our state. You do not have to be an attorney to own a title company. You just have to have a license. You can just be a title producer. And I think the same holds true for Florida. Yes, um, yeah. So um, what we saw back then was that they were just bringing people on and, and most of your owners of those title companies or the attorneys had this mentality of, here, take this file, go close it. It was kind of a sink or swim attitude from the owners and the management management to kind of just throw people into roles with no proper training or with no, you know, guidance um, on, on how to learn the business. So the mentality of the owners or the managers, you know, at that time, it caused people to move out of the industry once that market crash started coming about. And you know, the owners started to lay people off or they couldn't afford to pay them anymore because the funds weren't there. Well, then we we caused people to leave the industry, go and, and start into a new career, and they didn't come back to the industry. So the meltdown occurred. We had an influx of layoffs. We had an influx of closures of title agencies. People found new careers. And then, you know, many most of those people, you know, could have probably – if we would have trained them, if we had have, if we could have educated them, they could have excelled and they could have probably become very skilled, experienced agents in the industry. And we wouldn't be now in the position that we all are in with a shallow pool of talent that none of us, that we're all competing for, which what we know is happening is it's, dri- it's driving people's salaries up. So, mm-hmm. you know, here locally in our area, what you used to be able to pay a processor, you know, was between 30 and 35. We're now seeing that processors can come in and ask for 40 and 45, and you're going to have to pay it because you mm-hmm. need their experience. You need their skill set that they, that they've, you know, gained over the course of the time they've been in the business. And if you find somebody that's got you know, five plus years as a processor, you know, you want to grab them because you know at least they've got five years of experience under their belt and that you can take it from there pretty better or easier than you could just bring in somebody brand new because time is a factor as well. And and I'm hoping that at least right now that we're all alerted to the fact that we are, we're, we're not gaining we're not gaining people to, in, in the industry like we should. Mm-hmm. And those of us that are aging out, because trust me, I'm, I'm aging out. Mm-hmm. And I don't plan on being a title agent until I'm 100 if good Lord lose, lets me live that long. But, you know, I'm hoping that agencies, attorneys, and, and, and maybe even some of the organizations that govern us, like our, you know, Department of Insurance and Commerce here in Tennessee or Alta or Tennessee Land Title Association, they make the recognition of, hey, while we still have those seasoned vets in this market or in this industry, we need to hone in on their talents and turn them into basically instructors or trainers to start training our new generation because it takes time. I I cannot train somebody in, in six months, a year, five years to know what I know right now. Right. There's, there's no way I, I, I could not do it. So what are, 
when you're recruiting, what are some of the soft skills that you do look for in recruits to develop in the title industry? I know you mentioned mm -hmm. perhaps a, a high tolerance for stress would be one. Yeah. Oh, then, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and then what would you say are some of like the definite hard skills as well to be successful in the title industry? I think for you know for soft skills too. I think it's important too that you that you look for the them to have the ability to have those mechanics that is needed, such as the button pressing that that they are somewhat familiar to the technology to the platform systems that you're using, um, and that they have the ability to adapt to the technology. I mean, you will find that if someone you know someone who is older wants to come into the title business, you have a lot of real estate agents that says, you know, I'd like to be a title agent rather than be a real estate agent, you know, and they want to switch gears. So what I look for is, well, do you have the ability to adapt to the new technology? We don't, we don't chisel and stone things anymore. We don't handwrite. We, we use software. We use platforms. Some of the hard skills is definitely, can they communicate effectively? So I think it requires, you know, their social, how, how well is the social aspect of, you know, them handling processes for resolution? How do they handle certain aspects with situational matters? Unfortunately, we had a bit of a technical glitch here. I followed up with Robin via email and we picked up where we left off. Title companies are at the center of the transaction. Communication is key. She says, I always tell my staff that telephones still work when you dial a number. If you're not getting responses either by email or by text, then call the party in which information is needed. I also make sure that we document every task that is done on a file with notation as to any conversations had with any parties involved in that transaction. Communication is becoming a lost art in regards to talking face-to-face. -face. Our industry will always have to require face-to-face -face or phone-to-phone -phone interaction. We also discussed how title agents who want to learn more about commercial transactions should seek out mentors who are well-versed in that field. Robin says, I believe it is important to be mentored by a commercial attorney to understand the nuances of commercial transactions. Most commercial transactions are complex and require a lot of thought as to the dynamics of the land. Robin explained that mentoring is the cornerstone of her practice for recruitment and training. Promote from within and train up with time. While this is time intensive, it's a positive method that will result in the staff you know have been trained properly. Despite getting cut off, Robin brought up a lot of really great points that the industry as a whole is taking steps to address. Thanks to Robin for taking time to talk with us. This has been another episode of Title Talks. Title Talks is produced by PropLogics, a title support company committed to helping you close better. Original music is by Cole Sando. Original graphics by Jordan Norris. You can find more episodes and subscribe to Title Talks wherever you listen to podcasts. Got an idea for an episode? Email us at title.talks at proplogics.com. That's P-R-O-P-L-O-G-I-X dot com. Until next time, happy closings.